Alright, so Phil again was in my message with <laughs> my scripture. So, but I don't think I'm going to get to that scripture today. But I'm in. Amen. Amen. Alright, so uh, as some of you already know that we're going to deal with uh, you know, false teaching and uh, false prophets. So when I mention, if I say false prophet, I do mean false teacher. And if I say false teacher, I do mean false prophet, right? Uh, because in the Old Testament, um, they were, you know, God would call them just false prophets, right? And in the New Testament, um, we call them false teachers, right? So they're one and the same. So when I mention one or the other, I'm, I'm talking about the same, right? So sometimes I may mention both, but they're the same. All right, so uh, and understand that uh, this is not to take a shot at anybody um, who I'm going to talk about. And I'm not going to get to a whole list of people today. Um, and we're not going to get through all this today um, because there's a lot of stuff. But, yeah, this is not a shot to take at, you know, at these people. They really need prayer. Right, they, they, they need prayer, and you know, because a lot of people are being deceived, and I believe some people that do fall up under these ministries, um, that's teaching falsely, they, some of them genuinely love Jesus, and they're being deceived, and some of us have followed these ministries, right, some of us may still follow these ministries, right, so I've, I've learned a lot through these studies, um, I already know right now I'm not using a particular translation anymore, right, because they fall up under, uh, one of the doctrines of this ministry, uh, one, one ministry I'm going to get to uh, later on, but, um, you know, but we have to be careful. <laughs> Just like, <you> know. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I've always heard, even when I first got saved, first church, um, my pastor, they always used to say, you know, you never put your mouth on another man or woman of God, right? Because you, you don't know, right? But, and that all sounds good because and they always use David and Saul, right? But truthfully told, that's not scriptural. Right, because in the New Testament, it tells us to call them out. And we're going to go through some scriptures on that, on why I'm going to do what I'm teaching on this, right? And, and truth be told, you know, how many of y'all actually been in a church, not something that you watch a video on YouTube, but you've been in a church where the pastor talk about false teaching? For a sermon? Yeah, they don't talk about it. Now, how, how, many, how many books, if somebody take a shot on how many books in the New Testament, and it's not 100%, but how many books in the New Testament talk about false teaching? At least 15. There's 15? All right. So there's 27 books. All right. That's part of the truth. 26 out of 27 talk about false teaching. That's how important it is. So even going back to when I taught on holiness, right, we spent on holiness for a whole month. So we're not going to be on this for a whole few months, but we'll be on this for a couple weeks. And I'm hoping I can get the projector up. Uh, and eventually in the next couple of weeks so we can show some videos and things like that so you can see how some of these people they have no discernment and they're not of God right? so but it's uh, yeah so just like holiness where a lot of churches don't talk about holiness a lot of churches don't talk about false teaching right but it's important if we, we figure it's in 26 out of 27 books then it's got to be important Right? It's got to be an important subject, right? Because Jesus knew what today was going to be about. Um, and even in that day, they get warned. Um, Jesus warns them of that. So it's an important subject. So let me do this. I have a little demonstration here. So a glass of ice water here. Oh, excuse me. Just ice. Just ice. Victoria, can you come on up, please? Drink that, Victoria. 
still drink it? No thanks. No thanks? No. If I was dying. It's still, what, 90% water? Why wouldn't you drink it? Probably 95% still water, right? Between the ice and the water, why wouldn't we drink this? Right? So maybe about 5% of dirt and grass, and there's some pollen in here. So, no? No? No, yeah. Okay, I figured that. I figured nobody would drink it. But, uh, you know, but just think about that in reference to somebody teaching something false. Because a lot of times what we do is we overlook things. Right? We, we, we bypass and said, well, you know what? That's okay. What they said was wrong. And then we just continue to listen to them and continue to watch them. Right? And, and some of these are deceivers. So I'm going to give you an example here of one. Right? So I'm like, all right. I went to one particular ministry. So one I watched years ago. And I said, well, you know what? Let me see if they got any teaching on holiness on there. Right? So they did. But the, the title of it was Grace-Based Holiness. Right, so right there I knew, all right, that's the yellow flag right there. Grace-based holiness, right? So they got four, uh, 16 scriptures here, 16 scriptures in the Bible. And they start out with, okay, here, we cannot be holy without Jesus in us. He is the root that makes us, the branches, holy, right? We don't have a problem with that, right? We, we can say that there's nothing wrong with that, right? But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That's 1 Corinthians 1 and 30, right? That's scripture, right? So this is what they do. They bring that in. Now, let, let's go to, this message was preached and taught on July of last year, right? And aired on October of last year. All right, so let's see what I want to do. All right, so comes with this scripture for holiness, right? First Chronicles 16.29, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name, bring an offering, and come before him, worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Now we know that that's scripture, right? But what does that have to truly do with holiness and us, right? So, right here. So, that's just a setup, right? That, that's really a setup for this next right here. To be holy is to be whole and complete with nothing missing and nothing broken, right? Well, that's not... The definition of holiness in the Bible. Yeah. No, it's not. Right? So, let's keep going. Alright? Therefore, to worship God in the beauty of holiness is to worship Him in the beauty of wholeness and completeness. Religion says the opposite of holiness is sin. However, the opposite of holiness is being common. Okay. To be holy is to be unlike the world. Specifically, uh, especially when the world is sick, we are healed. When the world is broke, we are financially prosperous. When the world is fearful, we are confident. And at peace, when the world is sad, we have the joy of the Lord. What does that have to do with holiness? Nothing. No. Absolutely nothing. Right? Now, I guarantee you, when this person said this, people were shouting and clapping. Why? Because what they do is they appeal to us. Most of them come with financial prosperity and things like that. And truth be told, we want money. Right? Our flesh wants money. Natural man wants money. Right? And we, we want that, and that's what they appeal to. Right? And, and that's why he set it up with 1 Chronicles 16, 29. Bring an offering and come before him, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Because it's setting up for that offer. Right? So, that's Grefflo Dog. Right? Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Four pages of notes here, and there's a part two to this, but I started looking at it, but I said, all right, I'm not going to take no more. But guess what? what? What else keeps us holy? The Holy Spirit. There's not one mention of the Holy Spirit in any of his teachings right here on holiness. Not one. Right? But this is someone who's supposed to be a leader in a church that people look up to, right? Many Christians look up to. Many Christians follow his, pay, his, his, uh, his YouTube page and things like that, right? So we got to be careful of who we listen to. And I'll be honest, I used to listen to him years ago when I first got saved. But I will say he was teaching from the Word back then. So holiness is feeling good. No. <laughs> okay, just check it. Just check it. <laughs> I thought he was being serious. 
two things, really three, that you, you find in false teachers. One, bad teaching, bad living, and it's all about self. Bad teaching, bad living, all about self. And as we go through these scriptures, focus on those things. Bad teaching, bad living, and self. Matter of fact, I want to read something from a conference last year that they were having ended up getting canceled because of COVID, but going back to self, okay? So this was for a revival conference in 2020. This had nothing to do with Creflo. Now, this is towards the, the new apostolic reformation, okay? Uh, yeah, false <clears throat> teaching, all right? So in bold words, it says here, are you hungry for more of his presence and power? We will be attracted to that, right? Join us in San Diego and come inspecting. Dynamic revelatory teaching from leaders who are shaping culture in this new season. So what they do a lot of times is they teach and don't even give scripture, right? Because everything is what they receive a dream, they receive a vision from God, right? And that's the reason why I will no longer use the Passion Translation anymore, right? So someone by the name, and it grew to be one of my favorite translations. And once I found out recently what it was, a man named Bill Simmons trans translated it by himself, right? So he claims that he got, uh, God took, no, Jesus took him up to heaven, right? Jesus took him up to heaven and took him in the library, and it was books upon books upon books upon books. And Jesus told him he could take any two books, right? So he takes two books, and then he sees a third book. And that book is John 22, as in John chapter 22. So we know Jesus didn't take them there. Why? Because there's only 21 chapters in the book of John. But that's what they do, right? So now, he's on. He's telling his story on Sid Roth. And don't watch that show. I can tell you now. All right? Sid Roth. He's on Sid Roth giving this. And everybody's like, ooh, and on. And saying all these things. And, and he, he's feeding them a whole bunch of lines. And says that he's coming back and... Uh, God told him to translate the Bible in Aramaic, right? Because Jesus spoke Aramaic, and that's what he's supposed to do. Now, he's got no background in, in any of that at all, but he's supposed to be translated. So now, when you look at the scriptures, and for the Passion Translation, you see that he is like the New Apostolic Reformation. Everything is love, this, same thing what I'm about to read here, all that is throughout that, right? And there's nothing really on the Old Testament outside of, I think, Psalms and Proverbs. Because you can't, you can't do that for the Old Testament. Right? People, can, people can deceive people in the New Testament, but it's hard to do it for the Old Testament. Because the Old Testament, you really got to research. The New Testament pretty much preaches itself. Right? All right, so going back to the conference. Uh, impartation and practical act activation. Extended, extended times of intimate, passionate, anointed worship. And this is what they do. Their worship, the conference could be three hours. They'll worship for two and a half or two and a half hours and then get up there and talk about their dreams and visions that God gave them. Fresh vision, fresh vision, fresh vision, and confidence for your assignment. Basic training for sharing Jesus in the marketplace. Nothing wrong with that. Right? Learn how to pray for the sick and to heal the hurting. Okay? So who does the healing? Jesus, all right? There's that self. Learn how to pray for the sick and heal the hurting, okay? Uh, let's see. Personal breakthrough and the release of hope and freedom. There you go. Self, self, self. All right? And then look, an encounter with the love of God. That's the last thing, right? Uh, an encounter with the love of God. So there's something wrong with that. There, there's something wrong with that. And, and actually, thank God it did get canceled. Because you see these people... They go into these conferences, and they get hooked, line and sinker. And we had someone here, and I'm going to get to that ministry, probably not today, but maybe next week, uh, because that ministry is really messed up. All right. So let's turn to 2 John. There's only one chapter in 2 John. So uh, verses, uh, I'll start at verse 8. 2 John, verse 8. some pastoral friends of mine, once they see this video, if they see it, they're going to be upset with me. They're going to be upset with me because they follow that and that's okay because 
we won't be associated with none of these ministries, and we will not never play another Bethel song in this house again, under this ministry, ever again. And my wife just played one on Wednesday. <laughs> she didn't know no better than I, but singers, so now if they left them, that's one thing, but and I hate to say it, there's some good singers that I do like with them, and uh, anybody associated with that ministry. Mm -hmm. So, it is what it is. All right, everybody there? Second John? All right, look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. So we look to ourselves so that we don't lose a thing. That means there's potential we may lose. Right? So, same thing, if we get under false teaching, there's a potential we're going to lose it. Well, how? Is that possible? Verse 9. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ... He have both the Father and the Son. So what's the doctrine of Christ? The Word of God. Right? So it's the Word of God. Verse 10. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, which is the doctrine of the Word of Christ, which is the Bible, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. Right? And I think the New King James Version says, he that even greets him partakes and his evil deeds, right? So even though they may be out there doing all sorts of things, even if you have them come in and speak in the ministry, and you welcome them in, you partaking in what they're doing. Because what they're doing does not line up with the Word of God. And we're going to get to the Old Testament as well. Because, truth be told, this is in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. But we're going to go to Exodus. Alright, let's go to Romans 16. Romans 16, verse 17. All right, Romans 16, beginning at verse 17, 17 and 18. Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech, deceive the hearts of the simple. So flattering speech means language skillfully adapted to captivate the hearer. Right? So it says to note them. Right? So this is one of the reasons why I will name names. Why I have no problem naming Bethel and Crefo Dahl and other people. Right? So anybody that's associated with them needs to get noted. Right? And granted, there are some people uh, that do preach the word of faith that may not be all flaky and messed up like they do, like they are, some of them, right? Or we just have to be careful, right? And, and I reflect back, even studying this, because somebody, the pastor that told me one time, said, uh, you know, Rosanna, I, I know what you are. You are a word of faith person. I consider that an insult now. Yeah, I consider it an insult now. Uh, they didn't mean it as an insult, but I, I consider it as an insult now. But I know some people tribute when somebody just gets up and they're not preaching, 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 and they're teaching, they automatically assume word of faith. But we, we have to be careful with that. So, but that is the reason why I name names, right? Because truth of the matter is, it is my responsibility. As a pastor, it's my responsibility to do that. Why? Okay, so let's, uh, first, let's go to, uh, let, let, let's go to Jesus first. Uh, turn to Matthew 7. Matthew 7, verse 15. Now, y'all hear me quote these scriptures all the time. I've read them before. Talk like church people, right? So let's keep going, right? 
Uh, ravenous wolves mean they're aggressively greedy, extortionists. They take money. Right? So that's what some of these preachers are. They take money. They don't care about any of us. And I talked about uh, a few months ago how Benny Hand repented. Well, guess what? He's back to doing his old deeds again. Right? So that's another one I'll call out. Right? And I got a whole list of them I, I, I got. So it, I, that will actually take up the whole service, really, if I just named everybody and what they've done. So, but we'll get to that list later on in the coming weeks. All right, verse 16. You will know them by their fruits. Right? So, yeah, they will come in, talk like us, look like us. They will even come in and quote scriptures, but we will know them by their fruits. Right? So, what are their fruits? Their deeds. Their works. Remember, bad teaching, bad living about self. Right? They don't care about nobody but themselves. Yes, help us. Do men gather grapes from the bushes or figs from thistles? Verse 17. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. So, if they are a bad tree, they're not connected to Jesus, then who are they connected to? Right? It's just like the Bill Simmons Passion Translation. He's saying uh, Jesus took him up to heaven. Well, if somebody did take him up to heaven, we know it's not Jesus. Because there is no John 22. Remember what I talked about before? The Holy Spirit will never go against the Word of God. That's right. So we got all these people saying this, and there was another one. I was listening to the video, and boy, I hate watching these videos. But <laughs> watching one today, Cat Kurt, all right, prophetess, all right? She's talking about, she gets up there, she's at a church, a whole service, and she's talking, and probably... 50 minutes into it, I still got about another 10 minutes to watch. But she hadn't given that one scripture yet. Not one scripture yet. And then she's talking about her kids and how they do dance worship and how she's seen through their ministry that uh, people raised from the dead through their dance worship. Now, I would think if that miracle actually happened, that would be on the news. Right, so and then she says she talks about she's got her daughter has brass knuckles tattooed on her foot and said that the Lord told her to do that. Right, yeah. So we know that according to Leviticus 19, God didn't tell him to do that. Yeah, but see, everybody there is ooing and on and falling, up, falling all over her. And this is another one who's prophesying about Trump and still prophesying about Trump and walks around with a magic stick. Yeah. And people allowing her in, in their churches to speak. And they're falling for a hook, line, and sinker. Alright, verse 20. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Alright, so again, so when they get up and they start teaching falsely and they start lying, that's part of their fruits. Verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Every one of these preachers that I called out so far, that's what Jesus is going to say to them, as they don't repent. Because they're sitting up here going in church and lying on the Lord. Verse 22, uh, 23. Uh, oh, never mind. I already said it. No, I did. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So lawlessness means, understand, not just doing it purposely, but out of ignorance as well. So these people are leading young people astray and old people astray. So, even so, they can't stand before God and say, I never knew. Why? Let's go to Deuteronomy 13. You remind me to go back to Ezekiel 13. Alright, so Deuteronomy 13. Alright, verse 1. So we are without excuse. We, we should know when something does not line up. And understand what I didn't preface is this. Uh, 
just because we may not agree with somebody fully on some things doesn't mean that they're false teachers, right? So an example of that will be tribulation, right? The pre-tribulation, people believe mid-tribulation, some people believe a-tribulation after the tribulation period, right? So, yeah, that's important, but that's not going to determine and lead somebody to, to, to hell or gain somebody to heaven. We know that, right? So that's not to say, and, and, and to be honest, there's some people that don't believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But truth be told, like I, I shared with my wife, after studying and researching all this stuff, I could probably see why. I, I can see why through all the shenanigans that are taking place. Alright, everybody there? Alright, verse 1. If there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he gives you a sign or a wonder, and, and the sign or the wonder comes to pass of which he spoke to you, saying, Let us go after other gods which you have not known, and let us serve them. You should not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Mm -hmm. You should walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You should serve, you should serve him and hold fast to him, but, but that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken in order to turn you away from the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of bondage to entice you from the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk. So you should put away the evil from your midst. So we should not even entertain these people. Amen. Right? So in the Old Testament, they were told to stone these people. Right? Yeah. I think we probably get in trouble right now if we do that. Right? So, alright. So, now, Israel had this. Right? They, they had this. They had the prophets to warn them. And let's go to Ezekiel 13. Let me read that first. Verse 1. 1 through 10. Ezekiel chapter 13. Amen. Alright. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel, who prophesy and say to those who prophesy out of their own heart. Hear the word of the Lord. And that's what many of them do. They prophesy out of their own heart. Verse 3. Thus says the Lord God, Woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Now, remember I said, if you want to see what's going on and see how the church carried themselves, look no further than Israel, right? Same thing that's going on today, same thing that's going on back then. Verse 4, O Israel, your prophets are like foxes in the deserts. You have not gone up into the gaps to build a wall for the house of Israel to stand in the battle on the, on the day of the Lord. They have envisioned futility and false divination, saying, Thus says the Lord, but the Lord has not sent them. Yet they hope that the word may be confirmed. Have you not seen futile vision and have not spoken false divination? You say, the Lord says, but I have not spoken. Verse 8. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have spoken nonsense and envision lies, therefore I am indeed against you, says the Lord. My hand will be against the prophets who envision futility and who divine lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people, nor be written in the record of the house of Israel. Nor shall they enter into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord God. Because indeed, because they have seduced my people, saying, Peace, when there is no peace, and builds a wall, and they plaster it with untempered mortar. So think about this. These false prophets were at the time talking about peace, peace, peace. Right? Knowing that innovation was coming. Right? So how is that any different today with some of these prophets talking about, Oh yeah, God's going to move. The people of God is going to go out there and signs and wonders are going to happen. Right? God has a covenant with America. God ain't going to have no covenant with America. Amen. That is not in the Bible. Do not fall for that. There is no covenant with America in the Bible. They are liars. Right? They are liars. God has a covenant with his people. Right? But guess what? The church is not doing right. So, and like I said before, and we talked about before, that judgment is coming to America. Right? So, if judgment came to Israel, right, and all these other nations, 
How dare we think this country is not going to be judged? That's right. Why? Because you got some false Christian leaders that people are following and listening to talking about, oh no, blessing the blessed. And, it, 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 and I ain't really following him, but he's tied into these guys too. Kent Christmas. Every year he comes with the same prophet, prophecy. Talking about uh, blessings, miracles, everything is coming. Well, where are they? Bro, and, and here's another thing. When did it stop? When, 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 when did it stop? Alright. They stopped listening to these people. And understand, God warns us of this way back in Exodus, even in the Ten Commandments. Alright, so Exodus chapter 20. I've got to go over that. Exodus chapter 20. Again, 
Think about this. Now, we've been in church services where prophets have come, and they prophesy to everybody, blessing, 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 blessing. And we see people, we know that they ain't living for the Lord, right? But they prophesy these things too. That's why we have to be careful, because there's one prophet that was at one particular church that we used to attend, and I always do my research. I went Facebook snooping, right? <laughs> and guess what? He's supposed to be a man. God's supposed to be holy, prophesying, and thank God he didn't say nothing to me, because he ended, he, he, he's in the car, listen to some secular rap song and things like that, but then still want to prophesy about the same Lord speaking through him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No discernment. No discernment by the pastor. I'll tell you later. <laughs> Alright. Uh, verse 21. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. That is the role of a prophet, to bring people back into holiness. Right? But what we see, everybody wants to foretell, foretell, foretell about blessing, 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 blessing. Right? That's not what the Old Testament prophets did. But that, that, matter of fact, that's not even what the New Testament prophets did. Because guess what? Even when Paul was going in Acts, they warned him what was going to take place. Right? But everything is always positive. Everything is good. And, and, and I'm praying I can get this video here in a couple weeks because it's going to show you how a lot of people, they don't know what they're talking about. I have zero discernment on one of your Bibles that took place. Alright. Now, let's go to Hebrews chapter 1. So, that's going back to even when I talked about how even without uh, those who do it willfully and those who do it out of ignorance, God's going to hold accountable. Why? Because Israel, guess what? We always talk about how we're in grace, 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 period of grace. Well, guess what? We're in judgment right now. Right? So, we are without excuse. Israel just had the uh, Pentateuch. They, they just had that. We got the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. So we've got what the prophets of old said, and now we got Hebrews chapter 1. God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past, uh, verse 1, by the way, to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the ministry on high. So we have the word of God. Right? We have the word of God today. So we are without excuse. So someone saying, Lord, I did everything you asked, and they're sitting up here under one of these ministries, and things like that. He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Why? Because you got the word. Everything that somebody teaches and preaches, you should be verifying by the word, right? To include me. Because guess what? None of us are infallible, right? We, we are human, right? So there's no excuse to say, oh, well, everybody listens to this person. Everybody watches this person. Well, guess what? Siri Ross got 1.5 million subscribers to his YouTube page. And he, he is as crazy as a winger. And people are following him left and right and, and attending his shows all the time. And he's speaking lies. Shame on you if you're watching. <laughs> but it's up to you, you know, between you and God, what y'all do. Alright, I'm just putting it out. Alright, 2 Peter, chapter 2. Second Peter chapter two. We're gonna go to one and three, one through three, and then drop down to verse twelve. Second Peter chapter two. Everybody. I have a question. Are you gonna open this up because the question and answers, you know, because you 
putting it out there. If you watch this person, and, um, yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you might get your question answered. <laughs> okay. Second Peter chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. <clears throat> but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you. So there again, there will be false teachers among us. They are coming in within the church. Some of us have sat next to them, right? Some of them are licensed and ordained and preaching the word. We done sat up under them. Who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying, that means denying there, means to contradict the Lord who brought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemy. In other words, not showing respect to God. Alright? Verse 3. By covetousness, greedy desire for more. Man, when I talked about Benny Hinn, how he stopped. And now he's back again to doing his old tricks. His cash flows slow. Exactly. I was just about to say that. His funds must start getting low before the jet or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> Alright. <laughs> By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. Let's go down to uh, verse 12. But these, like natural brute beasts, made, made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they do not understand, and will utterly perish in their own corruption, and will receive the wages of unrighteousness as those who counted pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes, carousing in their own deception while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. And that's what they get. Because the main problem is, most Christians don't know the Word of God. They don't know the Word of God. That's how they get taken. And what I talked about before, that they rather hear man than read the Word of God. Why? Because it's hard on our flesh. It's hard on our flesh. To read the Word of God sometimes. So they, they listen to these people. It's more easy to listen to somebody, especially when they talk about a dream that they had when they really didn't have no dream. Mm -hmm. yeah. Where was that? Uh, verse 14. Verse 14. All right. So they have a heart trained in covenant practices and are cursed children. They have forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Baal and the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. But he was rebuked for his iniquity, a dumb donkey, speaking with a man's voice, restrained the madness of the prophet. So he was at the money. Yeah. That's ultimately what he was, because if you know, if you're familiar with the story, he was uh he kept asking God, can he go? Can he go? Because they wanted him to speak a curse against Israel. And God kept telling him no. But he kept wanting to go. So what did he do? He finally he, he goes, God says go. And then he makes a way for Israel to get deceived, right? For them to get tricked. So God will come against them, right? Because he didn't really care. He just wanted to get paid. He wanted to get paid. And that's what a lot of these ministers want to do, just get paid. Verse 18, go down to verse 18. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, mm -hmm. they allure th through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. For if, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them, and overcome the latter end is worse for them than in the beginning. That applies to Benny Hinn again. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness, then having known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. So these people are leaving, leading people astray. And I, that's, look, I done named a few names already, and I ain't intend to name that many yet, but that's not even half the list. That's not even half the list. Alright, so I'll get ready to close on this. Uh, so people will wonder why I would teach on this. Go to Titus, chapter 1. And why it should be taught. I know most of you probably ain't been in Titus in years. How you spell that? How you find it? 
So, for a bishop, uh, verse 7 again, for a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, nor given to filthy lucre. All right, so let's, let's look at the word blameless, all right? So, blameless means not, uh, that cannot be called into account, unreprovable, unaccused, irreproachable. So, what does irreproachable mean? Beyond criticism, faultless. Alright? So beyond criticism, faultless. Alright, so that's this that discounts quite a few of them already, right? I'm thinking about somebody specifically. Alright? John Gray. Another one. Another one. Alright? So he's sitting up here. He 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 done went to the church in South Carolina, right? He starts messaging another female, married, messaging another female, right? So he gets caught. Stops. Claims to repent, that's when he bought his wife the big expensive car. Right? He said he didn't come from church money. That's it, that's fine, that's his business. Whatever. Right? Then guess what? He does it again. He does it again. And this is what they do. Because this is what he said. People don't understand. Pastors are human. Right? But this is the same person who will come back and talk about police officers. But we're the uh, police officers being human when he talks about them. Right? So when he jumped on the Black Lives Matter uh, bandwagon, he, he it wasn't about police officers being human. But when it comes to him, oh, pastor's just human too. Well, guess what? Pastor should be above that. Does it mean we're going to be perfect? Nope. But they should be above that. And that's what they do. They make excuses for themselves. Alright, what was that? Uh, verse 7? Alright, verse 8. Uh, but how's, uh, yeah. Oh, hold on. End of verse 7. Not given to filthy lucre. Alright, that disqualifies them right there. And understand, when I see uh, bishop, pastor, elder, overseer, they're all the same. They're all the same. Right? So that disqualifies many of them right there. Verse 8. But hospitable, a lover of what is good, sober minded, just, holy. Right? Holy. That disqualifies them right there. <laughs> Self-control, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. Remember, bad teaching, bad living. Bad teaching, bad living. Self. Sound doctrine. Both to exhort and convict. So, they're supposed to convict those who do bad teaching. Right? So, that's why the pastor is supposed to be talking about false teachings. And, and like I said, nobody said that they heard any of this in the church before. But it should be done. Just like holiness should be, should be taught in the church. And then we wonder why the church has gotten the way it has because we stopped, we stopped teaching. And many scriptures, and, and this is not even half the scriptures that I'm going to go through. And we, we, we see these things about false teaching, false doctrine, False prophets, and then we wonder why the church is the way it is. Why this nonsense is spewing up. Alright, and convict those who contradict. Alright, verse, uh, verse 10. For there are many insubordinate, both idle talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole households, teaching things what they ought not, for the sake of dishonest gain. Mm -hmm. This is what's going on in the scriptures. But we don't know this because we don't read the titles, right? But it's the job of the pastor to be teaching this stuff. But we don't. Right. Now, there are evangelists that do. They go throughout the world traveling, teaching on this stuff. But it should be in the church too. And we're, 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 we, we continuously will watch these people over and over. 
We sing their songs over and over. Read, read their translation. Guilty. Verse 12. One of them, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply. Rebuke them sharply. But yet, we got churches, pastors, that are bringing them in. That are bringing them in to come speak. Why? Because they bring them in, more people are going to come to their church. Got a story about that one. That they may be sound in the faith. Verse 14, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men who turn from the truth. So, that is the job of the pastor, the leader, the elder, the ministers. Should be teaching on this stuff. But they don't. They don't. And then we wonder why we fall victim to these things. Right? Because we get used to the saying, don't put your mouth on another man. What we done seen all through the scriptures. Right? So far... And like I said, that's not even half the scriptures, right? It's in 26 out of 27 books in the New Testament, right? So it's an important subject. It's an important subject that we need to talk about and teach. And, and if they're not speaking the truth, whole truth, are they really a man of God? So why not put your mouth on them? Well, it's scriptural for, that, for, for me to do that. And like I said, there are going to be pastors that I know that are probably upset because... They follow these guys. And gals. Right? They follow them. Right? And the stuff they're teaching is heresy. It's, it's, it's not scriptural. Right? So, there was a church in Connecticut that uh, we didn't attend there, but we would visit every once in a while. And they were trying to bring in uh, a well-known pastor. And uh, the guy couldn't remember who it was, but, he, uh, but anyway... They said that it would take just $10,000 just to bring that person in. $10,000. But that's just for the minister. They will still have to bring and pay for their whole entourage to come. Praise and worship. Can I ask you something? Why would it take $10,000 for you to come? Now, he couldn't remember which one it was, but he said it was either T.D. Jakes or Juanita Bottom, and both of them screwed up. I'll get to T.D. Jakes later on. <laughs> Both of them are messed up. So, but you got hundreds, of thousands, millions of people following people like T.D. Jakes, right? Who having a mega fest and homosexual things going on there. Matter of fact, how are you going to have a thing of God, but then you invite Oprah Winfrey to come speak in church? There's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. Right? So, 